You're listening to Once, episode 206, The Price, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And we are thrilled to have you listening to us. Thank you very much for listening or watching us. If you are watching live at oncepodcast.com slash live, Sunday nights at 9.15 Eastern, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for joining us. We just watched this episode, The Price, and... Mm -hmm. I felt like this was a little bit of a mixed episode, a little bit slow in some places, and a little bit amazing in other places. Oh, I just enjoyed it. And yeah, how often I'll, do I say that? Oh, yeah. I certainly enjoyed the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, Mr. Snark, uh, how often Ooh. do you enjoy it? Oh, th- no, that's that's your Sir Snark. That's your Sir Camel- Snark? Camelot name. Yes. I like it. And uh, I'll let the chat room come up with the Camelot name for me. Maybe we should all have Camelot names. Anyway. Saha. Speaking of Camelot Wait, names. What? Something that stood out to me, I know this is going to resonate with a lot of people. They are in, technically, they're in the Enchanted Forest, or they're in fairy tale Land. Mm-hmm. Lady Mary Margaret? I know. What happened to Snow White? Are they undercover? Because the whole thing was nobody knows who we are. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, I could go for that. Because maybe if they were Snow White and Prince Charming, they'd be like, and they're traveling with Regina. Wait a minute. <laughs> Except now that's all out there anyway. Yeah. So we're seeing now after they arrive in Camelot, we're seeing a ball. But it, this isn't six weeks that have gone by. This is like six the same hours. day or the next night, something like that. It's the same day. Yeah. And uh, this guy held a grudge against Regina, revealed Regina's plans or Re- Regina's not being quite who she said she is, but she's still carrying this thing on about being the hero, the savior. I wonder how long that's going to go on and what kind of other consequences that's going to have with it. Right. So then there's the whole question of prophecy. Are they messing with the prophecy? Or wouldn't he have technically seen exactly what happens? Uh, Merlin, you're saying? Yeah. So, yeah, so is Merlin's prophecy a vision of the future as it happens or a vision of the future as it should be? Yes, that's a (laughs) very good point. And like Guinevere... Because otherwise, whatever happened, happened. Yeah. So why worry so much about it? Do what you think is right. Well, but also, as Guinevere pointed out, they know... I forget exactly what she said, but essentially it was they know the end, but not the how. They know the what, not the how. Right. So what he saw will happen, but what will the cost be? Mm -hmm. And what kinds of catastrophes will happen along the way to get there? Mm -hmm. Does that mean Merlin's free? I don't know. Because that was part of the prophecies that they would free Merlin. Yeah. And a strange thing in all of this is Merlin is in a tree. Yes. And when Sleepy crossed the line, he turned into a tree. And the fury... Looks kind of like a tree. Maybe I'm reaching. On I think you might be the reaching just a little bit. One. I think, I think we might see that trees are Merlin magic, and we might see that the curse is Merlin, 
Maybe he even took all their memories. Maybe he even took Emma's memory, and she's just supposing. Well, yeah, Emma knows more than she everyone just keeps else. Saying, isn't it obvious? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like we theorized before, we weren't absolutely sure whether Emma even knew what had gone on. Right. And it seems like in this episode, we're getting to see that no, Emma isn't totally dark in her thinking. She still wants to be with her friends and family and the people she loves, but she feels like it must have failed and she's now completely dark. But she does seem to know more than everyone else. However, she said she doesn't remember everything that happened. Did she say that? Yeah, she. when Hook asked her what happened, she said, I wish I could tell you. Well, she said, I wish I could tell you. something like that. I do think that, I don't know that it was supposed to obviously definitely tell us she doesn't remember, but I think that it is a hint that she doesn't remember. Right. I think we're supposed to wonder, does it mean she doesn't remember or does it mean she just can't tell him because of other things? As if something is controlling her or preventing her or she knows the consequences if she reveals. Right. Or it'll ruin her plans or something like that. I I think we're supposed to think that, honestly, and it's probably, the truth is probably that she doesn't know. Right. Especially since she does have Merlin's sword, or the Excalibur there in her basement. And that seems like something that if Merlin was in total control of everything right now, that he would not have allowed that. So, she's taking responsibility for this curse, and she said she designed this curse. Maybe that's true. Which, maybe she woke up in this house and went, huh. I must have cursed everyone to bring them back to Storybrooke. And then she poofed over to the diner and said, You failed. Look what you did. Oh, you don't remember. Well, neither do I, but I'm not going to tell you that. Mm -hmm. By the way, these are our initial reactions. So we've (laughs) only just now seen this show. So we're going to be a bit all over the place in our thoughts and theories, but that's where your feedback comes in for our upcoming full discussion. So visit the website oncepodcast.com and you can find all of our contact information over there, like how to send an email to us, send us a voice message, call us with your phone and leave a message there. If you email anything, just make sure that you put the price in the subject line, not the price of the podcast, because we know that's that is worth a lot and that's priceless. But I'm saying the episode title was The Price. So put the episode title in the subject line of your email, and that helps us sort it out or helps Corbin as he helps us sort our email feedback. (laughs) I wondered, how long are we going to see the dwarves carrying around stoned Sleepy? Oh, stoned Sleepy. And and poor Sleepy. Here's what I thought. When I saw that they had Sleepy on the top of their van, I thought, okay, they're going to push him across the line again. I kind of thought they shouldn't drive so fast. Remember, it and was... slam on the brakes. <laughs> Ooh, shattered remember, friends. That worked really well for a Belrog. Uh, for the, yeah, <laughs> right. that guy. Um, right. Sleepy was the one they pushed across the line originally as well, and he turned back into uh, uh, the, the, the um, Clark, I think was his name. But he, he forgot himself, and he became the Storybrooke person again. Oh, right. And then it was the potion that broke him. So again, he's got a problem. I thought they were going to drive him across the line or push him across the line, and that would unstone him. But thankfully, uh, Regina... I think that would have been great if he he turned back into himself, and he went, yeah, I'm a llama again, and then he... Not, not a llama, turned but a then he tree. turned into a tree. And leaved. Oh. Wait, that's not quite how that works. 
I'm glad they're thinking about feeding pizza to a tree. I thought what might happen is that when Dopey steps across the line, he would start talking. <laughs> because Dopey has never spoken. And I thought this would be fun. I'm sure uh, the actor <laughs> who plays Dopey would love to be able to speak in this show. Right. And can you imagine being cast for the TV show and they say, okay, you're going to have a, a big part in this, but you never get to speak. Like, ever. <laughs> He did get to branch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yes. Oh, boy. The puns that can come from this. So I think that Merlin has something to do with the boundary on the town, but not this curse. Maybe the boundary on the town is Merlin's counteraction to uh, Emma's bringing everyone here. So maybe Merlin maybe. realizes I can't let Emma with all this dark magic and all this light magic and having Excalibur and the dagger, I can't let Emma leave this town. So because I can't let anyone leave, I will turn them into leaves. Wow. But no, seriously though, that's why I'm thinking is that he, that it's a combination of people now. Multiple curses are going on or We've boundaries. Seen, there's bells. precedent for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like on the one hand, I feel like I missed something because they were just assuming that something was going to keep them in the border. And yet, I mean, it does happen with some regularity. Mm -hmm. So I suppose it was logical to assume. And they, they just keep that town line repainted frequently so they know where the danger line is. <laughs> yeah. I want to research more the song that Henry and Violet listened to. Who says you can't put down roots after you leave town? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like I said, the puns are going to come and come and come. <laughs> so that song, I do you think there's research to be done on There it? could be some. For one thing that's interesting is this is the first song that has played a larger part in once upon a time that's from outside of the once upon a time universe if if i'm correct i don't remember them using a pop song anywhere else other than when snow white was shooting arrows in the forest and she accidentally hit august with an arrow <laughs> i don't remember any other pop songs other than that and this one they used twice and yes. it was a connection point for Violet that she felt like she'd heard it before. I wonder if we now know who needs True Love's Kiss. Uh, I'm not ready for that. Let's see. Would it be Violet Henry? Violet? Violet Re? Venry. Or Heverit? Hev no. Hevlet? How old are they? I don't know. Teenagers. Yeah. Like newly minted teenagers. Let's not be rooting for First Kiss. Or I like uh, in our chat room, Corazon Unicorn, great name, by the way, <laughs> suggested, and I guess this is now official, their ship oh. name is Violet Believer. When did that happen? Apparently tonight. Oh. Yeah, they're all saying it's his first crush, and I'd like to point out it's his first non-food crush. Yes, that's true. I, there's We've going seen him to go come... through many relationships. There's been New York Pizza. There's been Cinnabon. Uh, what else? Um cupcakes mm, yes 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 candy bars <laughs> yeah. yeah we're going to see a moment of truth for henry's new relationship he's gonna leave it all behind sort of 
but he did have a little bit of a crush on uh, or something just some little tiny spark between uh he and grace jefferson's daughter oh or maybe some kind of no grace seemed interested in him and then also there was the put on fakeness between um hansel or i'm sorry gretel and henry no, that's and that nothing. was yeah, that was more just that little user him. Yes, <laughs> conning runs in the family. Apparently, speaking of the family, I want to thank some people that are like family to us and to the <laughs> podcast because they keep this podcast running, and it's like uh, but wonderful blessings pouring out of the window of love onto the podcast that keep it going. So special thanks in this episode to David Newland, Steve Johnson, Lisa Slack, and our twenty six backers on patreon we could not do this podcast without you and i'm thinking of a new title for our <gasps> supporters oh i thought they're, you were saying for the podcast i was about to they're heroes oh that's what they are they're podcast heroes or once heroes Aww. so thank you to our once heroes if you would like to be a hero too please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor and that link will eventually change to oncepodcast.com slash hero because that's just a cool thing right don't you want to be a hero well go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor and you can be a hero for the podcast maybe i'll give a villain option as well if you want to be that but you can support the podcast and we really seriously we could not do this without you because it does cost a lot to run the podcast to host everything (laughs) the technology all of that kind of stuff and i even today there's a bill i need to pay but you're making that possible because of the sponsorship on Patreon and on other platforms that we've used. So thank you very much for that support. Please visit oncepodcast.com slash hero to become a hero for the podcast. And the chat room has given me my Camelot name, Sir Noodle. I think that's fitting. Sir Noodle. Hmm. So we did see Emma in Camelot starting to go a little bit gold. I was glad that we got to see that. (laughs) Because I was wondering, where's the golden skin, the scaliness, yes. and all of that. So, do you think she looks so pale in Storybrooke because she's covering it all up with makeup? She could be magic makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, probably wanting to hide the darkness or hide the effect of the darkness. And by the way, she was selling it so much better this week than last week. Yikes! It was kind of yeah. It was a good mix. It was kind of like, yeah, Emma's still there, but she's different. She wasn't just like, suddenly I am villain. She was like menacing Emma. She was dark Emma. It was kind of interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the problem headed to Storybrooke that only a savior can solve is what we saw tonight? No, not now that they solved it in some strange, inexplicable way that doesn't actually make any sense. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I expected them to say it's gone for now, but it'll be back at the next blah, blah, moon phase, blah, blah, blah. Cause it didn't get what it came for. Like they didn't pay the price. They just sort of scared it or something or gave it more than it could handle. I guess in a, in a soul sucking kind of way, like, okay, no one soul at a time. Can't do this. I've never seen this before. I, can't I don't multitask. know what to do. And then it just left. And then the, the dude on the boat was like, uh, mm, bye and he just kind of regressed 
I thought I totally thought it was coming back later, and they were just like, "Well, that'll give us some time to prepare." But or, no, I guess it's done. Or as Nicholas said it, uh, they just guardians of the galaxy that fury. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so the thing is, now it's kind of like, huh? So someone can do stuff that demands a life as the price of magic, and we totally know how to get past that price now. I think. It was essentially love. That's what this magic was that well, was, was pushing away the fury, the fury. But yeah, does that mean that all they need to do again is hold hands and do Care Bear Stare against death? And that brings someone back from the dead? Oh, yeah. Or saves them from death? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I was like, whoa, scary uh, monster. Eh, not crazy about the resolution. But there's other stuff happening. Right. That was kind of this season's wraith, I guess. And the whole uh, needing a savior thing, I think, could be whatever this final battle sort of thing is. Maybe Emma will become the savior again by that point. Or, remember, the whole idea of savior, uh, at least biblically, is they die. Yeah, so, I was kind of like, how are you not getting this conclusion clearly if this is what she was talking about, you need to go give yourself up for Robin. Yeah. Well, and what I'm thinking, like in Emma's case, what if the end of this whole series is Emma does die? She sacrifices herself Ooh. and she then defeats dark magic by sacrificing herself. Hmm. That would be interesting. But there's this whole thing, too, about she has Merlin's sword, Excalibur. And she has the dagger, but she can't simply remove them. It's going to take something more than that. Maybe it'll take, you know, the heart of the truest believer, the heart of the thing you love the most. Oh, my. The heart of the person you hate the most. So, basically, your idea of a finale to this show is everybody dies. Uh, maybe. Or maybe only Emma. And I'm, no. I don't <laughs> think everyone will die. It will be a happy ending. <laughs> and it will be beautiful, no doubt. But I think there will be a little bit of bittersweet to it. As they all some kind of sacrifice. go off into the clouds, <laughs> it'll be beautiful. And then they'll plant a tree, and then it all comes for full circle. All those people that we've sort of had and lost, like uh, like we'll have Catherine, and we'll have uh, Frederick, we'll have um, Aurora and Philip, and everybody else who's left, Jefferson and Grace, and they'll all be sitting in white folding chairs and and the whole rest of the cast it'll be one big funeral yeah right and the rest of them lived happily ever after (laughs) maybe not so there's a lot to theorize about from this episode and a lot of things that we'll be researching some more like i definitely want to look more at what else was in merlin's tower because that's got to have some cool clues or just interesting little easter eggs and by the way that song that we heard henry play for violet is only you by yazoo Uh, thanks to rick rack for reporting that for us in the chat room tonight so if you want to research that and send us some of your feedback on if there's any kind of interesting connection there any interesting screenshots that you find anything send us your thoughts and theories by uh, using the contact information that's on the website at oncepodcast.com. You can also comment on the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 206. 
We have a special surprise for you before our upcoming full discussion episode is Jenny, no, my beautiful wife, got to review (laughs) the movie Pan with me. And so we are sharing our movie review with you a few days early before the movie comes out. So on Tuesday morning, October 6th, you'll be able to download that episode and get a little spoiler-free first review of Pan and then a spoiler-based review. Essentially, Pan was a lot of fun. We did have some disappointments, but it was a really neat, magical movie. (laughs) And we think that uh, since you like Once Upon a Time, you'd probably also like Pan as well. So watch for our full review of Pan coming out soon. And then we'll have our full discussion of this episode of Once Upon a Time Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. When you go there, you can log in with your Twitter account or watch without logging in and participate in the chat room when you log in or tweet it out, share it with people, give us props if you like what we're saying. We're trying a new platform there and it seems to be working fairly well It currently only works on Chrome, Firefox, and iPhones right now. So if you have the app, then you'll be able to get that. But we'd love to connect with you. So please follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. Once again, the show notes for this episode will be at oncepodcast.com slash 207. And we'd love your thoughts on this. So please send us your thoughts for the next upcoming episode. And until next time... What's that, sis? I can't hear you. And thanks for listening. (laughs) Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for making this episode of the podcast possible. If you would like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. That's oncepodcast.com slash H-E-R-O. And thank you for your support.